Hello and welcome to Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast where we cover magic, herbalism, and more. I'm Shannon. And I'm Nick. And we're your co-hosts. So uh, it's springtime, baby. Uh, I'm talking about cherries today, like medicinally, specifically about wild cherry, but then I'm also going to kind of talk about cherries in general with magic. Um because I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned on the podcast before, but if I haven't, I am a cherry-loving whore. Like, as soon as cherry season hits, I'm just, like, every week when we go grocery shopping, I'm like, I need two pounds, please. Okay, thanks. Well, you, you know what I was thinking, just because I kept reading the word cherries looking at the drive this week, was fucking cherry juice is so good. Yeah. Cherry everything. Like... I love cherries, and I can't wait to talk about them. They're so important to me. <laughs> also, I I, I do want to say um, one of the things I do at work is when we finish the jar of the little Luxardo cherries for Manhattans, I save it, and I put it in an ice-cold Diet Coke. Oh, a Diet Cherry Coke. Di- and, well, at that point, it's Not like, like with real cherries. Well, no, but it's the freaking like the the Luxardo cherry liqueur maraschino juice at the bottom of the jar after you've pulled all the cherries out. Well, yeah, I mean, you're like you're doing it with a Diet Coke because you're putting all of your own sugar in, but it's right. worth and it al- because it's delicious. And also, I can't stop being a, a DC girly. I mean, look, it's not it's not even. Right. It's not even an everyday thing, but if I'm drinking a Coke, it's a Diet Coke. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> but, but I also uh, am like so ADHD because I have a half-finished Diet Coke that's like resealed in the fridge because I got it and started it and forgot about it. So, you know. Yeah, that's the life we lead. But okay, so this week, um, because we've already done Beltane twice, we're actually going to be doing, I think this could be a fun direction for the... Um, sabbath episodes like we're doing like a fantasy party planning committee Mm. for for beltane also we are recording like fully like two days after beltane three days yeah and you know what guys sorry hey that's (laughs) that's how it happens but the nice thing is we do already have two beltane episodes so yeah if you really wanted beltane ideas you could check out the back catalog um all available it might have gone down for like half a day because i realized that i forgot to update uh podbean with my new debit card so if you happen to try to listen in that like 12 hours where the podcast might have been gone sorry it's they, ne- back no, now. They, ne- they never came back they, they never, never came, came back <laughs> it's the worst thing when you have to like replace a debit card because you're like holy fuck this was what i used to pay every bill apparently like i i, I it's probably pretty similar to me where it's like, I actually don't have credit cards. I mean, not to like air out my financial business publicly, but like I do just use the same card for everything because that's what poor people do. Like I only um, I only have one bank account. I know that's crazy to all the rich people out there, but. I mean, I too only have one bank account. Um, well, I guess technically we have two because Eric has the Paperman bank account, but usually we... Mostly use one. And I have credit cards, just not many with anything open on them because I, too, am poor (laughs) and bad with money. Um, Anyway, do you want to go first or should I go first? Because we haven't seen each other's, like, notes at all. No, it's it's actually so funny because I was like, I really don't know who's going first. Well, we have actually some business to settle before we even get into that, which is when did you feel the magic this week? Yeah, you want to know when I felt the magic this week? When one of my hollyhocks officially surpassed me in height. I have a hollyhock that's taller than me in front of my house, and it makes me feel like the best witch on the block. Also, I have not been able to grow hollyhocks ever, and I think it might just be because this has been such a wet year. But I have like six hollyhocks coming up in my front garden bed, and I'm like, I don't even remember when those were planted at this point because I had given up on them working. And but, then suddenly but the rain, the rain came. The, God bless it. I mean, honestly, though, when you have a flower that's taller than you, that's fucking it's magical. 
it's truly magical. That's all there is to it. Well, I will tell you, this week, mine is animal-related. Who's fucking surprised? Is anyone surprised it's animal-related? No. Um, So, again, RIP to Janet the Wasp. Um, Hashtag never forget. No, but you know what? We did go out and we bought those lovely spring flowers. And I feel like that's kind of like in her honor a little bit. The hyacinth opened up. I don't think my tulips are actually going to open up. It's one of those where I think the plant was already dead. And that's why it was $3. You know, that has been known to happen. That has been known to happen. But I was like, but look, it's already got some flowers on it. So if I just keep these tulips long enough for these three flowers to bloom, that'll give me a couple of months of viewing pleasure on my patio. And then, you know... We're, these are three dollar tulips. We're not going to cry. When... Yeah, it's like wow, what a lost investment. But it's okay. But anyway, so um, I did for Beltane arrange all of the flowers into a circle on the table. Um, and just you know, I had my little, I, I, you know, I had to burn a candle. Yeah, some of us live in apartments. We can't have bonfires. No, I know, I know. But also, it's like shout out to Eve, who always used to host the bonfires when we needed to have bonfires. And now it's like, where's my where's my Austin witchy friend with a yard that will let me come uh, either have bonfires or invite me to their bonfires at the appropriate witchy times? Speaking of which, uh, the full moon's tomorrow. You know, oh, so this fucking Scorpio eclipse, like I am not ready for this. I'm like staying inside. I'm just not I don't think I'm gonna be emotionally capable of dealing with the public. But um, but I did go out for one of my walks and I was enjoying it. I and maybe you can help me with the plant identification because it's th- these cute little flowers that have popped up in this wildflower patch by my house. Um and the the leaves look like do you know mimosa trees? Yeah. Um, so they're like tiny, tiny, tiny little versions of that. And the flowers also like a mimosa are pink pom poms, and they just creep along the ground. And I was like looking at them, and I realized that they're little vines, so they're all connected. Oh yeah, they're like creepers. They're like creepers, so they're creeping through under the rest of the wildflowers giving this like i think it's gorgeous because it's like down at ground level just these little pink pom-poms i'm like you know if i was a fairy i would be frolicking uh and maybe and maybe putting one of the pom-poms on my head or like a hat i don't know um because they really are spectacularly tiny and uh, i love it but um it was just a a little a family of house finches was because it's really, you know, it's that Texas wildflower because they don't mow it because the blue bonnets, right? Like they don't mow it until all of the blue bonnets are dead. Um, so it's like this pretty tall growth. And I was just like stopped, you know, kind of in the grass. And then I, I guess I disturbed this little family of house finches and they just kind of came out of the the thing. And I was like, they were just like chirping and fly, flying around. And I don't, I don't know if I'm really selling it but I love house finches, um, the little bird families, because it's like the mom and dad just kind of like hang out with the little one. They, they, you know, they're good parents. I love that. I saw this like super cute little, uh, I saw this like super cute finch the other day. And it was funny. We were like walking Willow and I was like, hey, hey, look, it's a finch. (laughs) I was like, Really, like, you do go from, like, being a cool, drunken 20-something to, like, watching birds overnight. No, it's it's sad, sadly true. But I would say not even sadly because I enjoy the fuck out of it. But, no, I saw this cute little family of finches, you know, out for an outing, pecking little bugs out of the grass, just having a blast. And I was just having a blast watching them have a blast. That's, like... That's some Snow White shit, and I'm here for it. Um, and it I really. Di- Nick, do you think it could just be creeping time? Um, show show me, show me. I'm like, the, that's what the flowers look like. Oh, honey, no, 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 no. I, I'll, I'll snap a pic because I gotta walk yeah. by there. I'll, I gotta walk by there at some point soon, so I'll snap a little. Because they pic. do have the mimosa pudica looking like 
thyme leaves on them. But yeah, I I need a pick. But she's the, these, these little flowers. I I'm loving I'm loving these little flowers too. And I'm loving because we've had a lot of rain this year. So it's not quite like California super bloom time, but it's like all the different kinds of wildflowers are out and about, including some ones that I haven't really seen before, like the little pom-poms and these like tall skinny guys where it's like the flowers are tiny, but they're on such long stems. Like they're like head and shoulders above everyone else. And they're like, tiny 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 little irises oh and i'm like who are you i i love you but um but let's fucking get since we're talking about flowers let's get into it because okay and speaking of eve not being having the yard uh you know it's like yeah i had my little candle and um potted plant potted flower beltane um sue me you know again i live in an apartment but so I, and the full moon is coming up and I, for some reason, have this like fantasy brain right now where I am just like getting lost in my daydreams. And the other day I realized I was on the bus that I was not, I just had earbuds in and was not listening to anything because I was daydreaming so hard. I forgot to like play something. Oh my God. I love that. On, on, on my AirPods. And so, and again, because we've done Beltane twice, I thought a fun segment to kind of lean into that, really, um, is to PPC, you know, you, me, and all the wand fondlers out there, we're, <laughs> we're planning Beltane 20, 2025, right? Because we're all going to get together and we're just going to, we're planning our fantasy Beltane. Because I do think Beltane calls for a party. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like one of the things that makes me the most sad about my new work schedule is that like, I've been too burnt out. I'm like, all we did was light candles. Like, we didn't do anything because my brain is fried. Well, but and like it's, May Day is so fun. It's so fun. And it's kind of like, it's one of those two where I would definitely feel so comfortable inviting friends of mine of other and non-faiths. Yeah. Because I think, you know, like the the whole fertility of it all, the festivity of it all, it's like, you know, I feel like it would appeal to a broad range of tastes. Yeah. Um, yeah and i think it's one of those that's like perfectly fine for sharing you know it's not Samhain. there's not anything spooky afoot although they say that the veil is just as thin for beltane as it is for Samhain. so um but in a different way which actually i was kind of reading up on all of the lore of it with um you know the veil being so thin but also because there is this tide of fertility, sort of the spirits that are coming through and are like out and about right now are like looking to be reincarnated, which I thought was kind of like an interesting way to look at it. Like, oh, that is cool. You know, Samhain is kind of more ancestral, kind of getting visits from your dead loved ones and that kind of thing. And like, you know, the spirits that are coming through this time of year are like looking to be reborn so to speak yeah i always feel like to me beltane when i think about the thinning of the veils it's like beltane to me feels very much like a thinning of the veil to the other world so i'm like it has just such like say witch energy to me well, and you like, know in in the celtic lore if you were conceived on beltane uh first of all that dope that does kind of place you in um being born when you know kind of like february yeah it's like maybe a pisces maybe an aquarius right so you know it's kind of like but also to say that they um have are easily visited by the fae and like would be more likely to like have a good relationship with the fae like people conceived on beltane 
are said to have that quality. But then if you do, yeah, if you look at the zodiac of it all, yeah, that's Pisces and Aquarius, maybe Aries. Although I do kind of like that for Aries, you know, like the or the, or the March Aries, maybe some some late people in there. Because, I you like know, that. because the because nine the whole nine months, forty-four weeks things or whatever is um an average. Yeah, so. ten months is like the actual amount too, because the way they count how long you're pregnant is based on like your first missed period, and you can have been like a few weeks along by that point. Right, right, right. So, you know, it's all the way they track it. I'm like, I, I don't remember if I'm phrasing that exactly the right way, but I just know that the way they time it. Right, right, right. Leaves a lot but of wiggle room. Anyway, it does leave a lot of wiggle room. But you know, it'd be right around Pisces. So there, there we have it. That's that's why they're uh, lost in their daydreams. Um, but no, okay. So I think first things first. So we have to choose some MCs. We have to choose a May Queen and a King of the Woods. Um, oh yeah. To kind of be MCs for this sort of fantasy Beltane slash May Day celebration. And um, I, I wanted to throw out, I wanted to float some candidates for King of the Woods first, right? Okay. So obviously, if we're going for like sex appeal, I know you're going to want Timothée Chalamet on this list. Yeah, little Timothée. But I would Timothée. say um, if Timothée is attending our fantasy Beltane, first of all, Timothée apparently maybe dating Kylie Jenner. I don't want to talk about it because I'm like in denial. Because no, 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 if it's no. happening, he's dead to me. But I'm saying um they need if that if this is true, if that's true, then um Timothée and Kylie Jenner have to do a hand fasting and they have to spend the next year together um as a married couple because that's the most ridiculous PR stunty with bullshit. fucking Timothée as as a stepfather truly i'm just like yeah like i and i need it to be a reality show yeah but, i want to see i want to see it but you know in the in the traditions of old i'm sure there was plenty of times where they kind of forced forced that on someone just to be like this is a bad fit you guys don't belong together y'all should enjoy get, a year of it y'all should get hand fasted <laughs> I feel like hand fasting, like we should make hand fasting a thing again. We should make hand fasting a thing to, again. We're hand fasting Timothée and Kylie if they fucking show up to our Beltane. But also, he's in the running for King of the Forest. Uh, you know, I just think he's gotta be. I'm also thinking, um, do we go fiction are fictional characters allowed? This is a fantasy after all. Oh, okay. I mean, look, if it's a fantasy. I'm like, I'm going to have to bring uh, Zap Daddy Hunt Athelar in from Crescent City. But also, I feel like I would be remiss not to suggest Resand, even though, well, actually, you know what? I don't think it would be Resand. Fuck Tamlin. We're not going to the Supreme Court. But you know who I could see being like a king on Beltane? Cassian. All of my like SJM fans. I'm, I'm voting of the Bat Boys from the Akatar universe. I would put forth Cassian as the king of the woods. And for everyone who knows what that means. Um... <laughs> Nick has no idea. So I'm I just don't, talking I don't. at Nick about You're just this. talking at No, okay. But I'm also saying um, Elliot from the Magician's Universe. Oh my I God, think... but also Hale Appleman. <laughs> but also real life Hale Appleman come through if you want to. Um, but I would say like Elliot from Magicians uh, would sell it as an MC because you do kind of have to MC a little bit if you are the king for Beltane. Yeah, yeah. So I think Elliot would bring some, you know, some good personality to the table. I think Timote might be a little bit stiff as an MC. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, he he does have that like. Capricorn moon, like Capricorn Sun Pisces moon that I think makes you maybe not the best in front of crowds IRL. <laughs> um okay, but have you have you watched Miracle Workers at all? Yeah, we've watched all of Miracle Workers. Okay, I'm literally just now finding this. Uh and A okay. loves Have you gotten to Daniel Radcliffe doing the like coming around the mountain drag performance? Um, no, but I am in season two already, so... Oh, oh no, it's... Please text me once you watch that <laughs> scene, because it changed my life. 
Um, and I no, think it but, will change yours. Okay, but also that guy, uh, Kumal Sony. Oh my God, yes! He's so hot. He is, he is. And like very my taste right now. Like, I'm just like, oh, yes. The, all of that, I want that. So Sign me up. Sign sign me up um so he's i think i think he's up there he's up there for me but also do you do you know who mitchell burns is no oh but also uh kamal sony is a capricorn because i looked it up because of course i did i was like oh this man makes me horny let me see when his birthday is because that's you know why because capricorns are fucking hot because capricorns are fucking hot um anyway I'm not going to get inappropriate, but I have some thoughts about this man. But also, okay, but Mitchell Burns is the the very, very hot Australian man that quit his job to become a wildlife photographer and um, is just sex on Oh, wheels. my God. Yes. I just Googled him. Um, there's like yeah. a, There's like a reel of him that makes the rounds of him like squeezing out some like big jungly flower uh and talking about how you can use it as shampoo um there's also a, a reel that goes around of a baby kangaroo jumping into his shirt and it's like girl we all had the same idea <laughs> he's a babe um so yeah a libra if you can believe that Oh my god, which means that in real life I would fucking never. But, oh, but I'd take it for a ride. But this is a fantasy. This is absolutely this is a fantasy. fantasy. But I actually um, you know, I think for me personally, he wins King of the Woods because that's he's a wildlife photographer. He literally just hangs out in the woods all day. Yeah. And he's hot. And you and know Beltane Beltane like is God. and Beltane is all about fertility. Pretty people being pretty. Pretty people being pretty. So, um, for me personally, he has the vote. And also, I bet he would bring, like, a cute baby animal. Because he gives kind of, like, Steve Irwin vibes in that way. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to bring a marsupial and also look like that? You're always invited to the party. Always invited to the party. Um, but, no, I think, I think the real thing is the May Queen. Because I'm... You know, it's like everyone's wearing flower crowns. This is like, this is like Miss America. This is a big deal. So getting the Wands and Fronds, yeah. the first annual Wands and Fronds May Queen. Um, I mean, I want to hear yours because I immediately have like three candidates in mind. So. Okay. Okay. But um, teaming with the theme of like internet celebrities, I would, I would pose that, um, Alexis Nicole, aka Black Forager, would be a great May Queen. Okay, yeah. If we're also, going, yeah. Also, um, as an MC, would be like pitch perfect for the Wands and Fronds brand. Um, and also, conveniently enough, usually has like flowers and butterflies and shit in her hair already. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think that she is like hands down the one to beat. For sure. I mean, for me, it was like Kesha came to mind. Oh, but yeah, no, because Kesha as an MC would be fantastic. Also, weirdly enough, for someone who is just had has such a different ethos than um, Alexis Nicole, it is completely on brand for Wands and Fronts, weirdly enough. Yeah. She's such a Pisces. Eric just met her um, because they went to a listening party in Malibu for her new album. And I'm so jealous because I had to work a fucking event so I couldn't go but Eric did meet Kesha and she complimented their makeup and it was great because she was like oh I love your lipstick and Eric was like it's yours because it was from one of Kesha's lines um but Kesha's mom like intentionally timed when she got pregnant so she could have a Pisces oh I love that yeah she's um, like it also I just you know it's like like the new Kesha, like not 2008 Kesha, but like the new Kesha does seem very wholesome and earthy. Yeah, apparently her publicist said she's not going to wear glitter on the tour for the new album. It's like a very meditative album. Right, so. right, right. You know, it's it's very grown up. Yeah, 
she yeah. she's like you know but she's I, not she's not um brushing her teeth with a bottle of jack anymore no but i also love that even though she made this grown-up album she did still host an entire season of like a ghost hunting show because she's a fucking pisces because like, she's i a love fucking it pisces but also i just lo- i just love kesha as like a celebrity so i think kesha's kesha's a good kesha's definitely a good fit um who who else would we would we even throw up there? Mia would... Goth. Mia Goth. If we want to just talk about babes, mm. she's so talented. She's so quirky. I feel like if we're putting her up there with like Mr. Forest God, I would want I'd watch those two. I'd watch that tape. Oh, you know what though? And like Mia Goth bringing kind of a spooky element to it. To the thin veil. Mm. You know what? I think Mia Goth, Mia Goth takes it. I think that like she's the unexpected but appropriate choice. I I agree. And also I think they would make a cute couple. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd watch that tape. <laughs> I, I oh yeah, I would absolutely watch that tape. Um and they have to get married. Yeah. They have to l- legally get married um because it's Beltane. So Yeah. Hi, sorry, part of it. It's part of it. So they're married now. Um, and we can legally do that as podcast hosts. That's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. When you become a podcast host, you're legally allowed to um it's like being the captain of a ship. Yeah, it's like part of when you say like accept all of this stuff in the uh user agreement on Podbean, part of it is you become legally able to marry people via podcast. <laughs> via podcast. <laughs> Um, so I love it. I love it. So we have our May Queen and our King of the Woods. So, you know, we've got our MCs going. Now, here's what I'm also saying. We need to pick a location. And I actually thought long and hard about this one. Because I think, like, somewhere up in the Cascades, like the Pacific Northwest. Ooh, yes. Because you can safely have a fire, but also be in the woods. Because you can safely have a fire. You can also be in the woods. Also, like the sort of alpine wildflowers like lupine and all of those are just they're really pretty and they're very different and i think that could be just such a nice natural element i love it for our beltane celebration um i also but yes having a a big ass fire and sort of being able to do that very important to the whole thing yeah that's like kind of the centerpiece the bonfire but also, you know, it's like when you're reading articles and stuff about Beltane, the pictures always seem to be from somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just like I could see it being bigger up there than maybe it is in, you know, more. Because here's the thing. It's already hot here. Yeah, y'all are already hot. I mean, it's like 50 degrees outside right now here. Um, but. It is already hot in Texas. It's part of the reason, too, like, when I have my, like, my dream to, like, get the Victorian house uh, in the middle of nowhere, it's like, I want to live in Northern California, which is basically the Pacific Northwest. It's like, once you get far enough Northern California, it's the same region. No, and I think that's absolutely, that's valid. And, you know, it's like, I do follow um, this one couple because they're hot that lives in Northern California and their wildflowers are popping off and they're in, they're in the woods and there's, there's even like a slightly kind of mountain vibe to where they're at. And it's like, Oh yeah. I mean, you get like the redwoods, which are iconic. I mean, that is so iconic, but yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're having it in Texas. I definitely no. I definitely don't think we're having fantasy Beltane in Texas. No. Um, I mean, the obvious choice would be Ireland, but like truly, it's actually still kind of rainy that night. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, always, this is our it's, always it's like it's always kind of rainy in Ireland, but like, you know, this time of year, especially. I mean, that's how all the flowers grow. But I no, miss me. Miss me with that. So yeah, so we're gonna be in a forest. So we're gonna we're avoid gonna... the rain by going to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, which is hilarious. But you know, 
the chances are still less than they are in the UK, I'm sure. Right, right, right. But no, so we're definitely going Pacific Northwest for the aesthetic. Absolutely. Now, here's what I'm saying to you. Gotta have a maypole. Yeah. Have, to, have to have a maypole. Yeah. And I say anyone can use the maypole. Yes. The maypole is for everyone. The end. The, the maypole is for everyone. The end. No age restriction and no gender restriction. Miss me no. with that. Miss me with that. If I everyone can love dicks. Everyone can love dicks. And everyone can dance around the uh, giant symbolic phallus that is the maypole. But also, um, I I just love watching maypole videos. I've spent, so fun. I've spent a good amount of time this week watching maypole videos. And I love when they choreograph the dance out so they, like, braid it a little bit and get the colors kind of, like, really woven together. It's so pretty at the I end. Honestly, though, it always makes me think about how weird it was that in Granbury at Acton Elementary, like, every year we would do a maypole. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with this pagan-ass ritual <laughs> happening in evangelical Granbury, Texas? Well, it's funny you mention that because actually one of the things I watched this week was Sandra Lee's May Day episode. Oh, my God. Did she have the dopest cocktail? Um, Actually, she... I, I don't even remember the cocktail. It's Sandra Lee. So I'm sure it was some kind of like, it was vodka. vodka. It was vodka and ice. It was vodka. <laughs> but no, she made this horrendous cake that took so much. So there were so many steps to this cake for it to just basically be like a cupcake cake. Like a cake with cupcakes on it. Oh God, Sandra. And like, you know, she's got the DTs. Her hands are kind of shaky. Is It was really one of those things where I'm like, I never realized, we would always joke about the Sandra Lee splash, but that woman had problems and and we should have compassion. Yeah. But, and now she's like a cancer survivor. So, you know, she's been through it. She's been through some shit. Um, you know, she's not Ina. No. Ina's so She's soft. not a perma beard. No, I I know just so soft and her life is um just so genteel. I mean that's what happens when you marry a homosexual. <laughs> that's true. That's what happens when you live in the Hamptons full time. Yeah. I love it. And like no shade. I'm just like we all know it, right? Right. Jeffrey like, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's gay. Jeffrey's <laughs> Jeff Jeffrey might be gay. Jeffrey might be gay. Um and also, anyway. Also, <laughs> I would want I would want Ina Garden there. Yes, Ina is making the like cake. Right, or we're at least using her recipes, or we are getting as close to having Ina Garden there as part uh, as possible. Although, speaking of which, and like not to like make a pun out of her name, but I do think it's like garden party themed, right? Yeah, tea and but little cakes. Tea and little tea and little cakes. I mean, because it is obviously an outdoor celebration. Tea and little cakes, absolutely. And little yeah. and, and little sandwiches. And I'm making my like contribution to this is I think that my dream cupcake would be a London fog like little cupcake. Many like mini London fog cupcakes have such Beltane energy. It's like a little bit of caffeine, lavender, put like a delicious like French butter like French buttercream on it. Now, I was hoping you were going to say lavender because, I mean, like, obviously we're talking like a lady gray London fog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there really any other kind? No, and I I certainly don't think so. Um, but I'm also feeling like a lavender theme with the drinks. I think like lavender lemonade. Oh my God, I love a lavender lemonade, but you know we also have to have a butterfly pea flower lemonade where you like we like when the lemon turns it to the bright pink mm. so you have like the pink lemonade naturally bright pink a lavender tea you know we've got to have us some like lemon like uh lemon balm sun teas oh yeah well and then that's what i'm thinking too i mean if we're planning like truly like to, make, to stretch this thing out into a whole day as it should be that's what they say right so you gotta you gotta plan some activities so we're, I think we're doing a cook-off. Uh, I feel like a bake-off. It's a bake-off. <laughs> so so what, what are we baking off? Is it? 
I think cupcakes. To me, cupcakes feel very like Beltane. Also, they're really great for a crowd if you're having like multiple people judging your food. Mm-hmm. Well, because you know, it's it's not um although I do think, yeah, a little a little competition. A little oh, competition. Of Always. I'm like, we have to have a bake-off where we all make a shit ton of cupcakes. But then I also want to have like for the activity for the little ones, because it is a fertility holiday. So I think you have to assume there might be children around. Oh, it's um, gotta be. I think this is like the one that's gotta be family friendly. If we're yeah, doing, exactly. if we're doing Beltane, if we're doing a maple, people are going to bring their fucking kids. Yeah. I'm like, I'm setting up a little craft station where we're going to make um little like it's going to be like a two sets of flower crowns. So you make one flower crown for yourself and then you make a baby flower crown. That's going to go on like the fairy altar. Oh, and I was absolutely going to say, I think there's going to be a craft table. Also, I think a fun craft would be like little fairy houses. Yes. Uh, that'd be so cute. I love that. And idea. you'd have to, like, and you'd have to you you'd have to get out the, the biodegradable materials. Oh, yeah, because, no, this is a, a hunt it down. Like, what can you find that we can make this out of? Right. And, I, yeah, I think that that's a must. That is an absolute must. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, so obviously we're having a bonfire. Or maybe two bonfires and people can go between the bonfires. Yeah, we're going to have stuff for s'mores because there's a fire out. And you want to have some something extra sweet. I also, to me... Beltane just feels like such a sweets holiday compared to some of the other Sabbaths. Like, I don't know. To me, it just, I, maybe it is because it's all like love and fertility and the spring. But well, I'm just I, like I feeling it's, I dessert. It's, I, I think it's the colorfulness of it all, too. Yeah. It's such a dessert holiday. I'm like, this is the great British baking show of Sabbaths. It, and that's that's what I'm thinking. So it's like it's garden party themed. But for some reason, I'm thinking everyone's dressed up in, like, Renaissance costume. I mean, I'm always down. I'm so always you know, down for a Renaissance so you know, costume. So you know, what, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, poofy shirts, poofy sleeves. Yeah, bell sleeves. Everything's flowy and romantic. Like, dresses are made of tulle, perhaps. Like, long tulle dresses with a little corset lace. Yes, yes. It's, like, are you... Um, are you going to Ren Fair or are you in Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, which is kind of my like dream aesthetic anyway. Um, it's giving like, oh my God, what is that Drew Barrymore movie where, oh God damn it. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Uh, Drew... There's people listening to this that are yelling right now. Um, what is this? Hold on. Ignore me. Um, is it? Is it? Are you talking about the Drew Barrymore like fairy tale movie? Yes. That's Why not, am I blinking? That's not called Ever After, is it? Is it? It might be. It might be. Hold on. I'm like. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking of her dress in like that big scene where she's got like the wings on and it's like bejeweled but still like stunning and really like. But yeah, it's like it's like Renaissance. A flowy, yeah. It's flowy. Thank you for thinking of the name of that. I was like, I love that movie when I was a kid. I don't know why it like left my brain. Also, um, I just we we stand Drew Barrymore on this, obviously. and anytime we can pay homage to Drew Barrymore. But I also feel like if we're all dressing up in like Renaissance flowy dresses, like we are gonna also have to have a craft table where you decorate your own fairy wings. Yes. Part of it. We can, it's, I think all the crafts are going to be very Faye centric as is appropriate because we're going to be in their space in the mm-hmm. woods. Mm-hmm. So we should be honoring them, leaving offerings. Um, There better fucking be some foxgloves around because there's nothing cuter than like imagining a little fairy wearing a foxglove on its head like a hat. Well, that's why I want to do it somewhere close to mountains. Because I feel like yeah. the wildflowers that grow close to mountains are so much better than the ones that just grow in the plains, which is basically where yeah. I live. I mean, yeah. blue, bo- blue bonnets and Indian paintbrushes are gorgeous. But, you know. But you can't make a hat out of them. But you can't make a hat out of them. As much as we've all tried. 
we've all done our best. We've all done can. our best. We've all done our best. Okay. But um, one of the big things at any good Beltane celebration is going to be the the cleansing fire, right? And some people would burn an effigy at their Beltane celebration, um, which they don't think anyone ever did human sacrifices at any of the Celtic Sabbaths, but they may have, you know, offered animals and other stuff to the fire to like appease offerings the were a thing offerings, offerings were a thing offerings are a thing um but also burning an effigy is very much a kind of offering uh which does lead to like the wicker man They're, they didn't put people inside the wicker man but sometimes they would burn a giant man made of sticks and I mean, so kind of fun that is really fun i think and so i think we're gonna do that but i think um, the other thing we should decide is who are we burning an effigy for, uh, for, um, our, for the, our American politicians in general? Oh, see, you're taking you're taking it as like um, you're like burning things that you don't like. Yeah, because I'm see, like cleanse it, get rid of it. <laughs> cleanse it, get rid of it. I I I don't know. I kind of like that. I was gonna I was gonna say David Bowie. I went in a different direction. Oh. Yeah, I could, I could see that though because he's also already gone. So it's like, like, like who is our fertility icon? I mean, Bowie. I, I David Bowie. So I think we David can agree, Bowie. David Bowie is our fertility icon. But also, I do like the idea of making it people you don't like. So who are we throwing into the fire that we don't like? I mean, I'm like, okay, I don't know that we have time. It's a, it's a no, but this is this is this is quality podcasting. Like Donald Trump, obviously. Obviously, Boris we're throwing Johnson on there. Boris Johnson, yes. Um, I actually think it would be so funny. We'll throw Boris Johnson in first, and Trump will be like, "Hey, why didn't you throw me in first? <laughs> exactly. Egotistical, exactly. egotistical to the very end, all the way to the end. I mean, there's definitely some people in my personal life that I'm not gonna say, but I no, would throw no, them no. in there. <laughs> uh, that's a, but I also think, like, who am I gonna throw in? Um, the U.S. I mean, uh, the the U.S. passport people, truly. Oh my God, yes. Uh, for me, the people who run the Dolls Kill warehouse, because I'm not gonna have my shoes in time for the gala. Oh, love that, love that. Um. Um, a certain Jennifer M from our middle school and high school years. <laughs> oh <perhaps>. my god. <laughs> Wouldn't that be no, because if this is a fantasy, if this is a fantasy, we're definitely throwing that bitch into our Beltane fire. Why not? I mean, she's and, had it coming. And she can be inside the wicker man. <laughs> no, because that's that's the main attraction. That's the main attraction. And you know, we're not gonna say who it is to the like maybe one or two people that we were friends with back then that might listen to this podcast but this girl is like definitely um like a karen of christian values um, yeah definitely told a bunch of people that i was going to hell when i was when we were no, in school definitely was that girl at school yeah. that was like gay people are going to hell um Lots of people are going to hell to her. Yeah. Got, but, Most got a, people. but got away with so much shady shit because her dad, like, volunteered for the school to, like, basically, like, run the musicals and, like, all this kind of crazy shit that he yeah. would do. I mean, and her parents, her dad was great. Her mother was fucking awful, which is, like, where she got it from. But anyway. <laughs> But no, okay, so did I ha did I have something else for, for Fantasy Beltane? Um, no, no, I think... I think I that's think, fun. I think we had a great time at Fantasy Beltane. I think we had a great time at Fantasy Beltane. And then we all go home and fuck. And then we, yeah. all, go, and then we all go home and fuck. And also, there's going to be... Uh, okay, you know what? I was kind of like, there should be like a singles maypole, right? Yeah. And like... There should be some kind of like duck duck goose situation, and whoever's color you end up having the same as is like your your date for the night. Okay, that's cute. 
I do love uh, that. So, like, I don't know. You'd have to, like, come up with some rules that make sense. Um, or don't, but, because it's Beltane. Or don't, because it's Beltane. And, but I do think it would be goofy to have a bunch of queers do it. And then that's where, yeah. that's where, I, that's where I really feel like it breaks down, but becomes funnier. Yes. Because you you end up with like you know like two high femme bottoms together, and you know what they fall in love, and they fall in love. <laughs> um, you know anything can happen. That's the that's really the fun thing about like Beltane, I, which is why I think it's definitely like a party holiday because even back in the day people would do goofy shit like that. Yeah, um, I think it sounds fun. Like you know you get paired up with someone rando. And that's like your, you know, your boo. I love, I love. Well, let's talk about Wild Cherry real quick. Um, I think this is going to be fun. So I'm specifically going to be talking like medicinally about Prunus serotina. It's a member of the Rosaceae family. But honestly, like Wild Cherry's common names are not fun. Uh, It's like Black Cherry and American Cherry or Wild Cherry. Womp womp. Um, but this one, it is native to the U.S., this specific variety, which isn't something we, like, run into a whole lot because Western herbalism is so, like, strongly pulled from European tradition. So I think that's fun. Um, this one, Prunus serotina, is native to Eastern and Central North America. And wild cherry trees can get big. Y'all, I'm talking, like, up to 100 feet tall and a trunk that has a diameter of up to four feet. Like, that's a big ass tree. <laughs> that that um, is so. So that's is is that quite a bit taller than just a regular cherry tree? Yeah, like wild cherry trees, like the prunus trees, get super fucking tall. They get to be big boys. Yeah, I'm like I'm like looking at them now. I'm like, okay. Yeah, right? Like, when you look them up, like, in nature, they're fucking huge. And I think, obviously, most of them aren't getting to the top end of the Well, sure, you know. But, like, you know. Just really hardy ones, though, are doing the damn thing. Yeah, like, black cherry trees in particular, like, they get fucking big. Um, the bark on the larger trees, it's like a dark gray, and it can even look almost black. And it peels off in flakes, and some people uh, refer to them as looking like burnt potato chips. And I don't know why, but it super grossed me out for some reason to, like, think about it that way. Um, it, like, hit that weird part of my brain where I was like, ew. I don't- okay, but there is that thing, you know, when you would get like a bag of chips as a child and there'd be the nasty brown one yeah and it would always be so much bigger than like the rest of the chips too and it's like well what why can't this be a good chip because this would be an excellent chip if it wasn't the nasty brown one but you have the big ass nasty brown chip that's like half the weight of the bag and you and your siblings won't eat it but you like dare each other to eat the grip the brown the brown chip we all been there. We've all uh, we've all been there. <laughs> the uh, the bark on the smaller branches are like younger trees. It's dark and smooth and shiny. The leaves themselves are about five inches long with pointed tips, and the white flowers they're super cute. They're arranged on long stems that are called um, racemes, and the flowering shape is like it's similar to what you see on a brassica, but you can kind of think of there's a slightly different version, but it's the same structure of racine. If you've ever seen a weeping bottle brush tree, uh, that's what it is. Like it's one stem and then you have like little flowers that branch out off of it. There are weeping bottle brush trees everywhere in Park La Brea and hummingbirds go wild for them, but they also make a fucking mess. (laughs) So, you know, win some, you lose some. Wild cherry, though, like I said, of course, it's native to the U.S., but it's also snuck into the southwestern U.S., even though primarily it was, like, seen a lot of times in, like, the northeast. But you find it in all sorts of places. You know, there's, like, hardwood forests, fields, and along roadsides, which I like that that's specifically included. Um, But I'm only, like, talking about the different places you find it because sometimes uh choke cherry can be confused with wild cherry uh choke cherry is prunus virginiana 
Um, they have kind of similar herbal actions and they're both members of the rose family, but they're they're just like not the same tree. So when you're thinking about herbalism, you want to be really specific, um, especially with, well, we'll talk about why you need to be especially careful. So which part of the tree are we using when we're thinking about herbal action here? Um, the bark. So fresh wild cherry wood or the uh, scraped bark has a really distinctive smell. Um, it smells like almonds. What else smells like almonds? Hmm. You all know what that means. Uh, cyanogenic gly uh, glycosides. We're talking cyanide. <laughs> like that's notoriously smells like almonds. So there's going to be like some talk today about poison. Be careful. Don't do anything dangerous or dastardly involving cherry bark. Um, but disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. Nick's not a doctor. This podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat anything. Please always talk to your medical care professional before you start any herbal regimens. Don't get medical advice from a fucking podcast. Um, so wild cherry often used to treat coughs. So, you know, it's like, why is cherry flavored cough syrup a thing? Huh? Well, I mean, wild cherry and cherry bark was used to create some of the earliest versions of cough syrup. So like Culpepper talks about making like basically kind of a, a decoction almost of wild cherry bark in uh, wine as a cough syrup. Uh, because wild cherry, like this list of actions is like, hey, do you have bronchitis? It has expectorant, uh, antitussive, astringent, antispasmodic, anti-inflammatory, anti bitter, and nervine. It's like all things for a bad cough. So it's also something that I, I like getting to read about. It's really common, uh, commonly used by Native American tribes, which I think, especially living in America, is always nice to be able to point out. So the Cherokee, which is where my grandfather came from, AO, shout out to my late grandfather. Uh, they use it for coughs, colds, fevers, and digestion, and to ease labor, labor pains, like so on, so on, so on. They use it for so much stuff. Uh, the Chippewa are recorded as using it to do things like expel worms, uh, disinfect and dress burns and other wounds, and even in cases of cholera and tuberculosis. So those were like the top two that I read about. Honestly, like a whole lot of different Native American tribes use wild cherry. So I'm not going to get into an exhaust exhaustive list, but I just want to point out Native Americans use these medicinally. Um, and they were here first. So again, though, the most popular use in modern Western herbalism is for coughs, opening the lower respiratory system. Like if you've got a lot of mucus, this is going to be your friend. It is also soothing. So it's like a bronchodilator, which means it also helps with asthma. But if you have one of those coughs that's keeping you from sleeping, this can help. You know, it's like, yes, the expectorant is good and it'll loosen things up. But at some point, the best thing you can do when you're sick is also to sleep. So that's often helpful when a cough medicine can help you do that. Um, but this is one uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about like making medicine with it because, again, uh, cyanide. <laughs> so this is like a really interesting problem, right? So there have been recorded cases of fatalities among children who have chewed on the sticks from like wild cherry trees. Livestock have been poisoned by ingesting large amounts of the leaves from the ground. Um, and the reason that like the kids might have died from the sticks and the livestock getting sick from the ground is because when like sticks and leaves fall to the ground, they start to ferment. And the fermented like leaves and sticks have extremely high levels of essentially what we'll say as cyanide for the shorthand here. So they're like super poisonous, which is why even if you wanted to make your own, you should never ground harvest. Like, don't pick it up off the ground. That's how you die. Um, the bark needs to be, like, harvested directly from the tree, and then it has to be dried fully before it's safe to use, and, of course, still in moderate amounts. Because, interestingly enough, if the bark is partially dried, it somehow has even more of the cyanide in it than the fresh does. Like, something about it partially drying is just, like, super kill you now, um, which is not great. <laughs> so, again, like, be careful. Use it in moderation. But, like, you can buy syrups and tinctures from, like, reputable, well-trusted sources if you get a really bad cold. I'm not trying to discourage you from using wild cherry. I'm just trying to discourage you maybe from making your own because, yeah, dangerous. 
real easy to poison yourself. Um, the fruit's fine to eat, though, by the way. This is like, the fruit's great, but we're not talking about the fruit for herbalism. Um, there is, I, I mean, this I think is kind of common knowledge, but if not, now you'll know. It's like the cherry pits also have the cyanide in them. That's why you're not supposed to eat cherry pits. Like, they're gross, but they also have like the cyanide compound in them. Um, I think it's like, there's a lot of like historical dramas where people like use cherry pits to make cyanide poisoning. It's like a thing in some books anyway well you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah i guess if you had to do that yeah you know sometimes yeah sometimes you just have to kill your husband look you know i'm i'm not here to shame anyone for having to kill their husband i personally can't relate i'm lucky i like the person i'm married to but you know what uh no shade no shade thrown um so let's talk about magic, though. Shocking to probably nobody, uh, it's associated with Venus. Like, cherries and Venus. I'm like, duh? I mean, can you imagine anything more Venusian than eating a cherry? No. I've nev- I never feel sexier than when I'm eating cherries. <laughs> Even though you're spitting out pits, somehow it still feels hot. Mm. Yeah, and that's, hard. that's a hard balance to strike. But cherries do it. Um, so... <laughs> I also love, though, there is a, a really interesting connection between types of a certain type of wild cherry and cuckoo birds. Now, this lore is specifically tied to Prunus avium, which is native to the UK, but I think it still counts because they're really closely related and it's fun. So I love bird lore. Here we go. There is a delightful old children's rhyme from Buckinghamshire that says, Cuckoo cherry tree, good bird, tell me how many years before I die. And apparently the answer is uh, whatever the next number of cuckoo calls the chanter hears. Uh, That's how many years until you die. Like, what is it with kids rhymes and being fucking horrific? Yeah, it's like, no, no kids don't do that. Let's not let's not try to predict your death. You're seven. (laughs) Um, And there's like this lore, right, that like uh, a cuckoo bird has to eat three full meals of cherries before it can stop singing um personally i wouldn't mind i fucking love cherries but there's a lot of um lore too specifically in scotland about it being like bad luck to bring cherry wood into your house but then apparently if you make a walking stick out of a cherry tree it'll help keep you from getting lost so i was just like the prunus avium tree has like so much interesting um like folklore associated with it but i mostly just love that it was tied to a cuckoo bird because it's They're like, y'all, wild. y'all need to decide if cherry wood is good or not. And they Ma- won't. Make a decision. But they won't. Um, as far as uh, magical properties, like, obviously, you see it with love and lust work. Hey, it's cherries, right? Uh, spiritual visions, divination, maybe tied to being lightly poisonous. Um, and as a tool to add, like, potency to intention. And I think there's something there. Like, If you want to work with it magically, I think, obviously, um, I love the idea of making a flower essence when a cherry tree is in bloom. Like, putting a big vessel of water under a cherry tree in the moonlight under, like, an auspicious moon if you're going to use it for intention setting. Like, and then adding some sort of, like, shelf-stable alcohol and maybe a delicious scented, like, vanilla essential oil or something and shaking it up and using that as like a body spray like a cherry blossom water essence vanilla body spray um i i also feel like you know when we get into like cherry blossoms it's like you could definitely like lean into some japanese kind of uh realms there too because oh yeah there's so much good lore i mean and that's those those are just regular old cherry blossoms though yeah yeah i mean but hey, you know. But cherry, we don't discriminate against cherry blossoms here. Um, <laughs> I think too, though, it's like if you want to work with the magic of cherry and like if you're thinking about medicinally using the bark, like the bark and the leaves, they're dangerous. The fruit, most cherries are edible. Like they're not all equally sweet. A lot of them will be like kind of sour and tart even. So you have to like, you know pick your poison like if you want if you pick a bunch of sour sour or tart cherries like you're probably going to want to make them into like a jam or a pie but you know sweet cherries you can eat them right off the tree 
Um, so I, you know, I'm like, use, like, eat some cherries while you're doing like sexy magic work, right? Like, I love the idea of just having a cherry snack while doing some like self love meditation. Like, yes. Um, I do just want to like point out that in California, cherries are going to start being in season soon because like California has a notoriously short cherry season. It usually is like mid May to early June because like the climate here is just not like the most cherry favored climate. Um, but I cannot wait because as soon as they're ready, like usually like the second week of May, then I can get cherries basically through August. Cause then they get shipped from, you know, the other side of the country so anyway i fucking love cherries enjoy <laughs> no i yeah cherry cherries are dope you know i definitely would have like a cherry orchard yes that would be such a wouldn't you or like even like any kind of stone fruit orchard because i would grow peaches too i would if so if my thing is i'd like to grow cherries but in california it's actually easier for me to grow pomegranates. Which, yeah. There's literally a giant pomegranate tree behind my vet. Like. Love that. Are right you, out are there you, behind my vet's office. Are, are, are you, do you ever get a, a free pomegranate because of this or? No, I just see them. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have thought about growing a pomegranate tree though. I remember because that one time we ate that avocado from your <laughs> from your avocado tree in Koreatown. Oh, right. The the Koreatown avocado tree. Um yeah, and I now it's like it's so funny because at the school I work at, like there's someone who's like has these crazy productive citrus trees. So for the longest someone was just bringing in fuck tons of lemons to give away for free. <laughs> like it's like California problems. People just bring in the fruit from their trees. They're like, here's some blood oranges. It made too many. We couldn't eat them all. No, I, but I mean, that's kind of cool, though. You definitely don't, you definitely don't get that here. Although, to be fair, I think uh, Central Texas could have planted some fruit-bearing trees instead of the ornamental trees that we use. Well, you know, it's like tree sexism is the reason allergies are so bad in cities. Because they planted all male trees mm. because they didn't want to deal with the fruit cleanup. But the problem is the male trees just keep jizzing everywhere and it has nowhere to go. So it goes into your sinuses. Yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's finally like past that point, I think. But I was like, don't say that out loud. I know. Like, truly, truly, I need to knock on wood. Um, okay, so do we want to do baby asks before the tarot scope or? Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. This podcast is good, but I mean, we'll get you so far. So far. Um, but okay. So for the second week in a row, I have let my cat Faye, who is actually just off camera, and I'm actually going to show her. Faye, who hates the podcast. Who hates the podcast and who doesn't hey, want to be and who does not want to be held. But she picked the taroscope again today. And she is here uh, at the time of recording, a mere feet away from the microphone, which is incredible. It's like she's on the podcast, but... This is her taroscope for you all. Okay, so for Sagittarius... Ooh! For Sagittarius, which, you know, little white kitty with the bow and arrow, um, we got the world reversed. Interesting. So for all of you Sagittarians out there... I think this kind of shows that you're grappling with starting something new and holding on to something from your past that you're like maybe not quite ready to let go of. I think maybe this is a sign that like letting go of the old thing is going to help you move into the new thing. Mm. A no to one thing is a yes to something else. Yeah, you know. God closes a window and uh, opens another window. Yeah, God's weird. That's why we don't knock <laughs> um, it. You know, there's no doors, only windows. Only windows. <laughs> this is God's window house. We're just <laughs> stuck in it. <laughs> 
Well, okay. So to all the the cherries sucking Beltane bitches. <laughs> to all you cherry sucking Beltane bitches. Blessed be bitches. Blessed be bitches. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. I mean, we had um, we had this like crazy rainstorm hit last night that literally it rained so hard it woke us up at three thirty because it sounded like the sky had just opened. Like you know when it rains so hard you think it might be hail. Oh yeah, no, we had a crazy storm roll through here the other day, and the gusts were like up to um fifty. Yeah, I just. Getting rain like that in Los Angeles is weird. No, like this, you, well, y'all have been having it so weird. I was gonna say, y'all have just been having a crazy year. It's not even like, yeah, it's been very wet. And I was like, genuinely, like, so scared for my hollyhocks, but they were okay. 